of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here on employmentradio.com. All right, I know you're excited, but you're going to have to Greg, somehow be able to explain this. It is this. the most wonderful thing I have ever seen, and I, I didn't know, think that I would ever feel this way again. I, I know you didn't. I thought that I had seen it all. Yes, I, I thought that I had seen you're, the best worst. You're beaming. You're excited. You're on top mm-hmm. of it. You're on top of the world right now. But the thing is, I, I saw it. I'm still not really sure what it was that I saw. Exactly. I'm a little and bit confused. That's what it is. It's, maybe it's a little too you're deep elated. for you. You're elated. I'm confused. Okay. It's, it's okay. That's usually how it works. All right. Okay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. A couple of quick words of business information I must dispense to you. Why are you like flailing while you're? Saying I was trying that? out different different ways to do our pitches like, at the beginning. Can see, like, what is that going to change the way you talk by like T Rexing your arms? No. A little bit? So here's the deal. I watched a lot of um, CNN over the weekend. Well, not a lot over the weekend. Wow! But I, look I put at it how on. smart you are, Greg. No, no, CNN's terrible. Okay. I just put it on anyway um, because I I really love some of the commercials they have on there. The really specifically targeted commercials and some of the ones you know because we talk about. You can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. I think I've heard you mention that if you go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link, Mm -hmm. it could be totally helpful. But during their business shows, Uh they have these guys that talk like that, like, let me tell you right now what you need to be doing, and I'm going to dispense the information to you. It's so jarring. Oh, okay. No, don't do that. It must work. They're business guys on TV. It does not work. I bet that they're business guys who pay for a spot on TV. Oh. Okay. Yes. Yes, and then they have the inside information. Well, let me give you the inside information. A lot of people, the like, Wall paid Street programming is meaning that they're paying for their programming. Like, it's... Wall Street bankers don't want you to know about this loophole that could save you thousands. Well, it might not save you any money, but it would help us. Uh, go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Amazon link. Mm. And, uh, and when you're doing any of your shopping on Amazon. Don't let them find out I told you about this. Wow. See, I don't know. I got to work on it. You're really not good at that. I got to work on it. No. I'll I'll work it out. Tomorrow, I'll have a much better one. Please. I will lead off tomorrow's show with a much better conspiracy theory style. That's what we're going to do. We're going to scare people. That's how we're going to do it. All right. Anyway, go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. That would be wonderful. Oh, my God. All right. So, do you want to get into this? I do want to get into this. Let's get into discussing what we have to, what you need to get off your chest. I just, I don't want to get off. I want to get this into the world. That's what I want to do because I, all right, hello, my name is Sarah, and I consider myself to be an aficionado of good, bad movies, like terrible, but like mesmerizing movies that are Mm -hmm. just like the most, like the worst things possible that at the same time are also so incredibly entertaining. Anybody. Like it's amazing that anybody has ever heard of them, let alone seen them, let alone that they've been made. Yeah, the fact that they've been made, that somebody actually wrote some of these things that you watch. Yes. The idea came, and then somebody said, you know what, I'm going to give them money to make that movie happen. And that's uh, the, some of the things you watch are, it's it's the worst things I've ever like seen. Like they have funding, like someone actually like took their money and they're like, this is, this is my passion project, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And of course, the king of that has always been... Uh, former Fun Employment Radio guest, we've had him on the show, Mr. Tommy Wiseau. Now, Tommy Wiseau, of course, is the creator, director, producer, and star of the film The Room. Now, some people haven't heard of The Room. Can you give them a background the on that? The Room is notoriously one of the... It has been touted as the worst movie that has ever been created. So basically, yes. this guy, Tommy Wiseau, 
and he's an actual person, came out of nowhere. He uh, will not disclose where he's from, showed up in the States. He moved to L.A., created this movie with all of his own money called The Room, where basically he is uh, like the star of it. Yes. And he has a girlfriend who's cheating on him with his best friend, and he's just trying to do good, and everybody else is just, you know, is are, are bad people, and he's the right. good guy. Basically, it's like a it's his passion project. We've got a liner. We've got a couple of liners from him. We have uh, from Tommy Wiseau. We do have Tommy Wiseau liners. And the room. If you haven't seen the room, it is worth seeing one time, just so you know what it is it, that people are talking about. And because there's references to things from it in all kinds of pop culture that you may not have realized came from there, like in. Um, isn't it in Arrested Development, the chicken dances? Oh, yeah. Those are direct the references from the room. Yeah. From the room, yeah, that they all do. So. so it is like, it is a, it's super, it's famous in the fact that it is terrible. So awful. The room is just awful. If you've, if you've never seen it, Tommy Wiseau, The Room. There's also a book uh, called, uh, written by the guy who plays Tommy Wiseau's best friend in it. I can't remember his actual name. Is Greg, uh, Greg Sestero. Yeah. Uh, Sestero, and he has a book called The Disaster Artist that he wrote about his experience filming The Room. And The Room still to this day is like, it's traveled around the world, like Tommy Wiseau and other characters from that will like come, because now he's tried to embrace it as the cult thing that it is, like he's trying to pretend like it was a joke all along. Oh. It was no joke. No. No, this is this is him taking himself seriously. So I never, ever thought that I would ever see anything even comparable to The Room. And uh, so this past weekend, I was working. Um, I was working at Landmark, and we have uh, like a, a shed bar outside, and there are TVs out there. And since there weren't any sporting events happening, it's like, okay, we're, let's put on a movie out here. And uh, so you know, it was like late afternoon, everyone's having some beers, and my buddy Yohei was there, and he's like, Sarah, I know you like bad, good movies. He's like, Have you ever heard of this? specific movie which I had never heard of in my entire life now I feel like I've been doing something wrong because this has existed for like 10 years and I've never even heard of it the name of this movie is called Fateful Findings Fateful Findings Fateful Findings it's and actually have, it's not 10 years by the way oh, how, uh, uh, I know somebody who looked this up because that's what I thought too 2013 what yeah oh my god yeah well, it must have been made earlier and then distributed because, like, the the technology, like, all the computers and the phones and everything are... I don't know. Anyway, so this movie is called Fateful Findings. And, you know, my buddy was telling me, he's like, Sarah, this is a bad... He's like, this is a bad movie. I'm like, there's no way you know what I would think is a good, bad movie. Like, I can't... I, I can't even comprehend. Right. You're talking to the expert here. I'm t- yeah, I'm like, you like, You think that you're telling me... Because, yeah. Yeah, he knew all about the room, and he's like, oh, no, this is, this is much worse. I'm like... Do you know who you're room. talking to yeah. here, really? Who you're referencing? Yeah, that's 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 a good point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I so I decided to take a leap of faith. Now, I will tell everybody this is accessible <coughs> to anyone. Anyone can watch it because it is available for free on the YouTube's. I swear, in it in its entirety. If you want to watch this, it's called Fateful Findings. It's on YouTube. It is single-handedly the worst thing that I've ever seen. How is that possible that it is even, worse than uh, the room? I, I'm going to try to put it into words because I've been writing it all morning about how to explain this movie because I wanted to do a segment of I watch it so you don't have to. Yeah. But, but I want people to watch it because it is unreal how terrible it is. Like, it's... 
it puts the room to shame. Like, cause I, I did see. Okay, so Greg, like, so also. Cause I came down there. So Greg did stop by to visit me for a little bit uh, with some of our friends, and he caught a sliver of it. Yeah, I caught about like two minutes of it. I which, didn't understand what was going on. Which every single I thought person... it was a parody that you guys were watching, or no. like a Comedy Central joke. But this was serious? It is a serious movie um, about a guy. So let me tell you a little bit about the background of Fateful Findings. So Fateful Findings is done by... I've been obsessed with this all weekend. Okay, of course you have. So Fateful Findings is the brainchild of a man by the name of Neil Breen. Okay. Now, Neil Breen is a Las Vegas architect and made his millions doing like architecture in Vegas. And what he has done with his money that he took, like he, that he's made in architecture, is taken it to film his passion projects, <laughs> one of them being Fateful Findings. Now, Neil Breen, just like Tommy Wiseau, is also the director, the producer, the writer, the editor, and the star wow. of Fateful Findings. All of the above. Not only that, if you wait all the way through the credits... Uh, you can see all of the different companies that are hired for, like, sound effects, lighting, catering, everything. And they all have very strange names, all beginning with either N's or B's. <laughs> and at the very end of the title of, like, all of the, the sequence of the titles at the end, it says with an asterisk, all of the companies that are listed that begin with either an N or a B are owned by Neil Breen. <laughs> so he funded everything in this mess. I can't even imagine the the money that he put into this. There's got to be some kind of loophole there where he did tax-deductible things because he was hiring his own... I don't know. I bet there's some kind of scam in there. Yes. Anyway. So oh, so Jez in the chat just found the cover. So that Something is Something you the, don't want the uh, Wall Street bankers to know so about. So that right there is Neil Breen. So uh, I do okay. have the backstory. I have... So I have the trailer. Do you want to see hear the yeah, trailer first? Yeah, you play the trailer because I'm really confused as far as what's going on. And then here. I have a little bit of a summary. So, okay. Uh, so this is the trailer. This okay. is the... Uh, it's called the Fateful Fan- uh, Findings official trailer. Uh, it's a fantasy thriller. <laughs> okay. And here is uh, Neil Breen in his trailer for Fateful Findings. Okay. I was given paranormal powers as a child. Wait, what? He was given Excuse paranormal me. powers. It just started off with that. He has paranormal well, powers. Well, no, there was a long here. Well, there was a long like musical. So I was just gonna try and skip to the meat. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. Okay, so. I, yes. So here he's hit by a car right now. I was given paranormal powers as a child. (laughs) I've hacked into just about all the information I need. They have no idea. No more books. <laughs> wait a minute! Wait a minute! What was? What was that? I'm sorry. I do, I know we See, need to listen through I, to the whole thing. Should but... I like say the synopsis and then play the trailer so it makes more no, sense? No. Why? Why was there no more books? No more books. Because he is an author who has said that he's working on his second book, a follow up to his very successful novel, mind you. <laughs> However, he hasn't been writing the follow up to Greg. All right, I need to know which order I should do this in. Like, do do you need to know the story? Because there's more. Maybe you should give us the story. Yeah, I think I probably should. No more books. All right, I think I probably should just because I. That probably sounds really weird to anybody outside of our studio that I'm yelling this out here. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Give us. Give us. Okay. I want to give you just a little synopsis of Fateful Findings. So this is kind of a version of Sarah watches it so you don't have to. Yes. Okay. Yes. And this was the version called Fateful Findings. If you have an internet connection, you are available. To watch this, okay. Oh, we should do this on the um, on the stream as one of the live watching. Um, live no, actually, I don't think we can do that because I'm seeing something. Huh? What? Okay, we'll bring it up afterwards. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. All go right. Ahead. So, Faithful Findings, you can watch it in its entirety 
on YouTube, is uh, the brainchild. I don't know if that's actually supposed to be on there. Oh, well, then can you just bleep out where I found it? Well, because, yeah, I don't think, um, I think it's on there, but I don't think it's supposed to be on there. Okay. Well, it's on there for now. I don't think Neil Breen. Neil Breen is like busy doing Neil Breen. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think out. anyone's ever talked about Neil Breen. <laughs> so he's probably he's the kind of guy who Google's himself. People have talked about Neil Breen. No, as soon as I I fell down the Neil Breen hole, like he's a, it's a it has a huge cult following okay. for how terrible it is. All right. No, I'm not alone in my Neil Breen love. Okay. Okay. All right. May I continue? Yes. All right. So this is the story of Fateful Findings. Now, of course, it stars the the. Um, it starts off with the young characters. So Dylan and Leah. Now Dylan is uh, Neil Breen's character, who's uh, who's the protagonist. He's the likable one in this. Okay. And it's him and uh, and this girl Leah that he's in love with as a small child, and they go like exploring in the woods. And as they're exploring, they find a magic mushroom, which magically turns into some sort of treasure box that it looks like you could buy at like the dollar store. And they open it, and inside there are some magic rocks. <laughs> and so what? Leah, Leah takes these multicolored rocks and strings them to make a bracelet. And Dylan takes this black rock with him because he thinks that it possesses some sort of magical powers. Now, they separate after the summer, never to be seen again. Or do they know that? Flash forward to when Dylan is older. He's now a successful writer working on his second novel, or so we think. And uh, he's walking. He's crossing the street. All of a sudden, he's hit by a car. He gets sent to the hospital. Lo and behold, one of his doctors is Leah. And she's still what? wearing the shitty magic bracelet that she made when she was eight. She's, a, she's doctor a doctor wearing a shitty magic bracelet? She's a doctor wearing a shitty magic bracelet. I don't trust that doctor, but okay. So uh, Dylan, in the meantime, has superhuman strength. So he releases himself from the hospital, pulling out all of the plugs and tubes and things in his arms. The oxygen mask, everything. He's bandaged on his face. He goes home to his wife, who wakes up to hear someone in the shower. And she goes in and there's just blood everywhere what they, they must have used like 50 percent of the movie's budget on fake blood it was so ridiculous so his wife he came home and his wife no so his wife is sleeping and she hears the shower running so she wakes up and then she walks into the bathroom and he's standing there with in the shower with the water running on his face with his whole head bandaged with blood gushing out of it and then Ew. they and then they slow because dance because of the accident because of the accident, and then they slow dance in the shower in his blood, while uh, while she kisses his face mask. What? This is all happening. Oh, so this is another thing that that is the bonus though of of making your own movie. Okay, and being funding it all, you get a bunch of yeah actresses. But let me tell you the thing about this: like he has a bunch of actresses who are clearly having an off day from the porn industry. <laughs> they are all in porn. You can tell every person in this, except for probably Neil Breen himself, is in porn. This is basically a porn without sex. It is a porn without porn. Okay. It is just so you know. Then it flashes to uh, his best friend and his and his best friend's wife, who is also clearly a porn star, like blonde, see-through shirt, and like her and her husband aren't getting along, and they have a slutty stepdaughter who, whenever they what? go over to, who is also I think a young up-and-coming porn star. Um, who they go over to Neil Breen's house with him and his wife, and of course the young girl is trying to seduce Neil Breen because he's a successful, handsome yeah, writer, author. Writer. Yeah. Um, but so he's trying to figure out how to write his next novel. But then he is so smart; he's the smartest man in the world. Oh, okay, that's he's on top of it. He's paranormal. He's smart. Mm -hmm. Women can't resist him. So he's the best hacker in the world. Which okay. He's, uh, he's oh, he's a, okay. that's he's right. a hacker. Let so me just wait. Of, can I just sum up really quick? Please, please. So Dylan, who is played by Neil Breen, is the smartest man in the world. 
He has paranormal powers that were given to him somehow by someone or whatever, unexplained. Um, he, uh, women find him irresistible. And he was in a terrible accident where blood gushes out from underneath yes, his but, face. Yes, but for some reason, he's so super powerful, he was able to self-heal, so he had oh, no problems. Oh, of course. So when he took off the bandages, it was like nothing had ever happened. Okay. Because well. he is, uh, he's like, he has okay. paranormal powers. He is also, yeah, and he's a novelist, and he is the greatest hacker novelist, in the world. Novelist, greatest hacker in the world. I'm yes. sorry. Okay, I'm trying to so keep track of it all. instead of working on his second novel, as he's been telling his wife, he's really been hacking into the secretest of secret government agencies. Oh. And he's been finding out all of the government secrets. Oh, boy. Yes. I bet they don't like that. There are also these things where he's hung on to the ring. Oh, so I told you, like, Leah was one of his doctors with the shitty bra- magic bracelet. That's the one. Okay, yes. Shitty yeah. magic bracelet. Doc- yeah, and so doctor. she, like, basically, they're supposed, the best thing is, is they're supposed to be the same age Uh he's clearly like mid 50s and she's probably about 30 (laughs) and they're supposed to be the same age it is the most magical thing when you see them seeing each other for the first time (laughs) so anyway he's also hung on to the rock so when he's sitting there hacking into the government systems all the while pretending to write his novel every once in a while he'll start gazing at the rock which transports him into a room that can only be described as a garbage bag room wait what the rock transports him it's a like shiny magically black into another room. Stone that transports him into a room of some sort, a where g- it's covered in, like I think it's supposed to look like it's rocks or something, but it's clearly black garbage bags that are hanging <laughs> in this room. And for some reason, every time he's holding onto the rock for inspiration, and it's transported into the garbage bag room, he's naked. So he's Wait, naked. So he goes into the garbage bag room and he's naked every time he goes in there. And yes. it happens after staring at the rock. Yes, he stares at the rock, which and is let me guess, inspiration. There's half naked women that show up in this room. Oh my gosh, eventually his soulmate, Leah, also shows up naked in the garbage bag room okay. later on. But of course, that's after she's kidnapped. Oh, okay. Oh, am, I, am I getting ahead of myself there? No, I mean, I just don't even really actually know. I think I looked away for a second and she was kidnapped and I really don't have any rhyme. She was kidnapped. Okay. Some, something happened and she Where's was Where's his wife during this? Oh, she died. <laughs> yeah, she... Uh... Okay, so <laughs> his wife died? So you can see um, you can see the gradual... Spoilers, like, everybody. I'm sorry, guys. Spoilers. Uh, that's like the least interesting thing that happens. Yeah, so... You can see at the beginning when she's trying to get him to take his pills after he gets out of the hospital, and she's kind of pocketing some of his pills, and you're like, oh, oh she's a pill problem. Oh, wifey has a pill problem. And then when he disappears with Leah after they um, have decided that they love each other again after all those years being the exact same age, of course, um, and he leaves her for Leah, she takes some of his pills and drinks some wine and ends up dying in the most boring death scene I've ever seen. And then he shows up, and I don't think... He could not have acted as if he cares less. <laughs> it was incredible. So anyway, so then at some point, Leah, who's, you know, his childhood love, who uh, has the shitty magic bracelet. And yeah, shitty the magic bloodstone. bracelet doctor. Yeah, the shitty magic bracelet doctor. Like, she gets kidnapped. He goes and uh, all of a sudden develops a magical power where he can transport himself into rooms by not walking through doors. Like, he'll just disappear. <laughs> Wait, what? Room. It's his uh, secret powers. Okay. So he ends up uh, being able to free her. He frees her from the kidnappers who I do not know who they are. 
She, it was in like some trailer in, in like some parking lot. Okay. That's all that that was. All right. Uh, then him and Lee are together. So then he finally decides that it's time to tell everybody in the world about all of the hacking and uh, all the government secrets that he has because he is the best hacker in the world. Right. As he needs to tell us again. He's the best hacker in the world. Mm. He has paranormal powers. He's super strong. He can heal himself. Yes. Women find him irresistible. Yes. He's a famous novelist. Yes. Um, all of those things. All of those things, yes. Okay. And very, very dreamy. Okay. And uh, so he, of course, decides to hold a press conference in front of the White House. Oh, okay. Which is what people do. Right, because I can just go to the White House right now and That's say, exactly I want to hold a press and conference. Are, and he's saying and they'll be like, all not right. in any way, shape, or form in front of a green screen with like fake applause or anything. <laughs> and uh, so he's standing there, and he decides to start revealing government secrets. Now, this is also when his special powers come in. Don't worry, you guys. This is the end of it. So his special powers come in because someone's trying to assassinate him. <sighs> okay. Because he knows all the government secrets and they don't want him to tell. Right. Turns out his magic was able to stop the assassination, ended up killing the assassin. And then as he's exposing the government secrets, government officials around the world start killing themselves. What? Oh, yeah. It's just a sequence of people like shooting themselves in the head. Oh, my or, like, God. Running the, their car engine in the garage. And it's just him like, saying over and over again, I have all the secrets. Not revealing any secrets, mind you. Yeah, it's being asked in the in the chat. Um, I, I want to say it at funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, you can chat along with this. Uh, one of the main questions I'm seeing is, what are the secrets? Um, they're government secrets. <laughs> okay. It, he's the best hacker in the world. Those are the secrets. That's Those the secret. The you need to know. Okay. We don't yes. get to know what the secret is. That is the secret. No. So okay. basically, like, he he comes out and he tells that everyone that knows the secret. So all of the corrupt government officials all kill themselves. And then him and Leah walk off into those same woods where they found the shitty magic bracelet and the black garbage bag rock and live together in unity forever. That is fateful findings. That is fateful findings. Okay. All right, so here's the trailer if you want to listen to that okay, now. Okay, thank you. Yes, no problem. No more books! I was given paranormal powers as a child. This is the slow dance. I've hacked into just about all the information I need. They have no idea. No more books! <laughs> you were given a power. Others want to take this from me. That's the garbage bag rock. He's writing about government secrets. I knew I loved Wait, was that girl was drunk? Um, okay, so I think that's his He's wife. He's writing about government secrets. That's his wife. Uh, I think she's trying to hide like a severe Russian accent by trying to sound American the whole time, so she ends up sounding kind of drunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. All but right. then she's also kind of drunk because then she, you know, she has the pill problem. All right, so this is, yeah, so this is the wife talking, and then he's going to be talking to Leah, his soulmate. The shitty magic bracelet doctor. Shitty magic bracelet doctor. Okay. Talking about government secrets. I knew I loved you when I was eight years old. All this time, I haven't been working on my next book. I've hacked into the most secret government and corporate secrets. <laughs> Wait, the most secret government, government and, corporate and corporate secrets? Government and corporate secrets, yes. The most secret government and corporate, corporate secrets. secrets. Yes. Okay. Okay. And every once in a while when you hear that noise, that's like some weird, like, shitty smudge that's supposed to look like a ghost for some reason. Oh, there's a ghost like, in Yeah, here and too. It, th- it's never explained. I okay. think it's just part of his paranormal power. So when you hear the music, that means the ghost is going through the scene. Okay. That's the ghost. I'm <laughs> using it to make a real difference. Whoa! <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, that was one of the politicians killing himself because, of course, nothing can be in the same order. That's okay. just some guy shooting himself. All right. And I'm going to expose them all. 
should I be afraid? This is him talking to ghosts in the desert after he's holding onto his garbage yes. truck. Mm-hmm. You, you left that part out. Can yes. you talk? T- I, I couldn't put it all in. Talks I'm sorry. I only, I only touched on like a third okay. of it. Should we be afraid? I'm not ready for this. I want to be honest with all of you. All right. This is when he's in front of the White House. Okay. I've been hacking into government and corporate systems all over the country. You might get yourself killed. But you should be scared, because it is the truth. (laughs) Act now, on your own, outside of the corporate systems and these incompetent politicians. You want to get out of here, but you can't see what's about to happen. Even the trailer makes no sense. That was it. Oh, that was it. I'm sorry. I was yeah, waiting for something else there at the end. But nope. No more books. No more books. Okay. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you for... I feel like I've learned a lot here, you know, from this today. All I'm saying is everyone needs to watch that movie. Preferably, you know, if you do drink, maybe with a couple of beers. Because that, <laughs> that's is, the only way you're going to get through it. <laughs> it is, wow. Yeah, I didn't even get, get into the psychotherapists or anything along those lines. Oh, well, oh so yeah. there's just still mo- so much more to there's discover. There's so much more. There's so still much plenty more. of reason to watch it. Yes. All right. Well, Sarah, thank you. Thank you very much for, for sharing fateful findings with the rest of well, us. Well, did anything exciting as that happen to you on your weekend? Uh, well, nothing, nothing as exciting as that. Nothing right? as exciting as fateful findings. I don't know if I have anything. I mean, I, I do have um, – I mean, I'm – let me just be honest here. I'm taking a second to recover from finding out all of oh, these things. Oh, that's okay. I know. Because it, now it I'm trying to figure out what the secret government and corporate secrets were. But Only Neil Breen knows. Only Neil Breen knows. Uh, no, I mean, the the most... Eh, I mean, I did... I don't know how I transition into this, or even if this will make any sense afterwards. Um, I, uh, I went into the most terrifying place in my entire house this weekend. What? Where? Yeah. In the little room in the door floors? No. No, I discovered something. There's there's a part of my property that I've haven't talked about that uh, I don't go into, but it's not really a reason for you know. Okay, we know that I had a ghost investigation of in my house. We know that. Yes. Funemploymentradio.com/slash/store. You can buy the you can buy the ghost investigation, and please do. It's it's awesome. Buy that. Uh, you can see everything about my house and the ghost investigation. But there's another section of my house on the outside that I don't go into because it's uh, it's scary. And so I never want to go in there, and I haven't cleaned it out for a, about two years because I didn't want to go back there. Okay, where is it? There's a shed in my backyard oh, that I never talk about. Oh, a murder shed? It's it's pretty much looks like a murder <gasps> Wait, shed. Wait, are you talking about that little shed in the corner that I nev- I've never even been near there? Yeah, nobody goes near there. Nobody goes near there. Um, I clean. I, I went into it this weekend, and it was it was awful. It's full of spiders and weird bugs that I couldn't describe. And as soon as I walked in there, some oh, giant, odd-looking spider like, like popped out. I don't know what it was. It looked like a daddy long legs, only had a huge body, and it was back there. So the shed is on. The shed is on on my property. It's kind of um, it's back in this corner, and in there over the years I've put stuff, but it's nothing that I really need regularly like i've got extra so wood like back there shed. it's a storage shed yeah for things that you know and then everybody always leaves coolers at my house for some reason so it's got like coolers back there and and wood but at some point um during over the last year and a half or so 
something happened in there and it disturbed the wood. So I've had all the wood stacked on one side, so there was a pathway to the back of this something thing. Something happened in there so that the disturbed whole shed, the wood. The that whole shed, it's awful. a it's a homemade shed, and it's about, I don't know, 15 feet long by, it's, it's fairly long, by about, um, we'll say, four feet wide, okay. five feet wide maybe. And so it's, it, it takes up this little section of my property that you don't really ever have to go back there. And it does, was adjacent to the meth head property. So it was adjacent to their fence, the meth heads next door, which is also part of the reason I never wanted to go back in there. And at some point, something disturbed the, all the wood I had stacked, and all the wood fell over, blocking so off the entrance. Like something disturbed it? That like really sounds terrifying. Dude, I'm telling you. like This was stacked high. It was about three feet high of wood, like four by fours and stuff like that, like extra fence pieces. And something disturbed it and and knocked it all over. It all fell over and blocked off the entrance so you couldn't go back there. And so you couldn't go to the back. You couldn't get past the wood because the wood was towards the front. And so when that happened, I never really wanted to go back there. And then the rain and, you know, weather got in there. And so it like, it like covered up some stuff and leaves got in there. So it was just, it was a terrifying place. It sounds like you're completely like creating a nightmare right now. I'm telling you, this is exactly what it was. And so I, it's very easy to find reasons not to go back in there because I really didn't need any of the stuff. And so I would just find plenty of excuses never to, never to go in there, never to clean it up. But I decided to do it this weekend. I got really motivated. I'm like, whatever's back there, I need to do this. I need to get over this. I need to, remove that wood and see what's back there because the dog had been um like my roommate's dog finnegan had been kind of sniffing around there so i knew something was going on back there i didn't know what but even he couldn't get back in there because he's too he's too small to get up over all this stuff um and i couldn't get back I there like either. Seeing finnegan try to be a real dog finnegan's my roommate's dog he's like a little terrier he looks like baxter from uh from Anchorman. He's just this little, like, fuzzy thing that's just yes. like a, the friendliest dog in the world, but just kind of... Very like, friendly, very happy. Just kind of an idiot. Yeah, kind of a moron. Yeah. He's, he's so, a I mean, moron. Like, to think that he's trying to, like, get into the shed is hilarious Yeah, he'll bonk his head on things. Like, he's always <laughs> happy, always happy, but he's just... Maybe because he keeps bonking his head on he's things. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's Finnegan. Uh, but yeah, he wanted to know what was back there, too. So I decided to clean it out, and it... It was horrifying. And so I had to pull out this wood one by one. It's being asked, Greg, uh, how many hellmouths are actually in your house? Well, the shed, I don't want to go back to the shed ever until this time. Um, well, there's the there's different sections of my house. I have the unfinished section of my basement, which is no man's land. No man's land. I don't know what's back there. I, leave. I thought that was Spider Village or something. No, no, no. Spider, Spider City? That's somewhere else. Oh, my god. Yeah, Spider City is actually around the corner off the, off the gimp room. Like, my basement is laid out. I've got the main basement, and then I've got the hidden room, which is the gimp room. It was named that before I even bought the house. That's just what they call it, the gimp room. And off the gimp room, off the side of that, is, um, you know, Spider City, which was this little corner. It's kind of a little storage section that I never went back into, and then I realized that, you know, thousands of spiders had lived and died there. That was Spider City. Then there's No Man's Land, which is the unfinished section that's walled off. I've got I've got one panel I can get access to it because I have to get access to the plumbing on occasion. Uh, other than that, I never go back there. Never go into no man's land. Okay. No man's land. That's what lives back there. Lives back there. I live on my side. It lives on its side. I don't know what's back there, but I don't want to know. Just coexist. We coexist. Mm-hmm. We've got a. We've got. You know, it's just how it is. That's our DMZ zone. Is the is the panel there? Now outside, that's a different story. So. Um, yeah, I pulled back this wood like one by one, getting back in there, finding all these things that I forgot I even owned, 
Like I didn't even know we're back there. Like, oh, I forgot I owned this bucket or these uh, planter oh boxes. Oh my god, today's or, my day. Yeah, I know. It's I'm like my bucket. No, I'm, it's one of those things where it's just I had shoved all this stuff in there that I thought, oh no, I shouldn't get rid of that because maybe I'll need it someday. I don't need buckets. I didn't need the extra bucket or the lids to things. But I got back in there to the very back, and in the very back of it was what I was most afraid of. So there's shelves that I installed in the back that I haven't really been back to those shelves, I like, like I said, in like story. two years. So I removed all the wood, and I threw it out into the yard so I could get access. And I went to the back. And I figured maybe there had been a mouse in there or something. Or maybe there was a maybe a rat coming over from the meth head neighbors because you can get right to their property. I figured that could have been possible. Whatever was back there was bigger than a rat or a mouse, I'll tell you that. Something had made a home back there. Like something big. What do you big, mean something made a home? Something big had been living back there. And so, I mean, for one, there like, was spiders everywhere. Like how do you know it was living there? Oh. Oh, God. Oh. So I had tarps. Um, well, had tarps. About four tarps that were stored back there. And they were in shreds when I got to the back of the back of the shed. Uh-uh. The tarps were in shreds. And on top of that, so I mean shreds like they look like they had been chewed, uh, like something something had done this. It wasn't natural. These were good tarps. they were all ruined. And then this is the weirdest thing. there was a there was like a little storage bin that I had. Okay. That was back there. Nothing was in the storage bin except for the leavings of whatever was the there. The leavings? Except for its... Um, oh, it's droppings? It's droppings. And they were huge. Okay. Like, I'm not kidding. Greg. I'm just... I'm telling you. I'm. I, you want me to tell you what it is? I'm saying... Do you think it was... Was it bigger than a squirrel? Yes. Or was it bigger than a bread box? No. So do you think it was like a raccoon? I don't know. Do we have possums? Yes. Those like little nightmares. It could have been something like that. It could have been, I don't know what it was, but I'm telling you. Like a gremlin? It could have been a gremlin for all I know. It could have been a troll living back there because it was, it was large and they were all contained in the bucket, like intentionally. And that's what it really freaked me out. I'm like, why the fuck would it all be in this bucket? Like uh, it had been placed there on purpose. John in the chat made a funny comment. He wrote, just a su- suggestion, what? Greg, if you ever go to buy a new house and it comes with a pre-named gimp room, perhaps you should run away. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it from a friend and she just called it the gimp room. So, um, yeah, so I, I removed. Is it gone? Like, did it- I don't know. Okay. So I, I c- threw away the tarps, but I placed things back there and I, pr- I made a path. And I kind of set a trap to see what would, or, or not a trap, but I, I left stuff there so that I can see if it gets disturbed. And whatever is living in there, I'll know if it's there because I placed the, I blocked things where its bed was, and I'm going to find out if something's back there. But it was it was a horrible experience, and it was really, really awful. And then I scratched myself a couple of times on uh, branches and things that were back in there. Yeah, you're covered in scratches. Yeah, yeah, I scratched myself pretty good. And, and now I'm afraid oh, of- Oh, God, do you think it'd be a nutria? It's not a nutria. Because they're closer to the water, right? Yeah, they'd be by the water. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know what it is. All right, so your backyard and your house are now full of nightmares. 
Yeah, the backyard. The, the shed. Oh. The backyard's fine. It's the shed. The shed is a nightmare factory. Like, if you really want to... Burn it. Burn it to I, the ground, I can't, I can't burn it. I can't burn it. It's being suggested I get some wireless cameras and set them up in there. I don't know if I want to know. I don't know if I want to know. I mean, I it's big know. enough somebody could live back there. Nobody's living back there. You could, though. It's big enough for that. Okay. If you really wanted to. Oh, man. Maybe someone is living back there. I mean, you could throw a cot down in there and live there in there if you wanted to. But I don't know. I don't know what's back there. I don't want to know. And it's really disturbed me. Yeah, you've disturbed me too. Well, there it is. You asked what I did this weekend. That's what was on my mind. What knocked over all the wood? Like it. The wind. It's been very windy no, this winter. No, it's protected inside that shed. The wind did not knock it over. Something knocked it over. It's heavy wood that was stacked. It wasn't like haphazardly stacked. Something knocked it over. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. So this happened in Athens, Georgia, which I'd be kind of mad if I was in a bar and somebody did this. So it's supposed to be a joke, but it turned out that it was pretty gross. So a man was arrested over the weekend at a bar in Athens uh, after he allegedly used uh, one of those joke bottles of flatulence to stink up a bar in its entirety in downtown Athens. Wow. So upon arriving to a bar on East Clayton Avenue at about uh, 1 o'clock on Saturday, uh, police saw several uh, patrons begin running out covering their faces while making comments about how bad it stunk inside the bar. Now, bar patrons were able to point out uh, that a man named Blake Zengo uh, was the culprit, and one uh, one woman accused of Zengo spraying her in the face with the flatulence spray. Uh, when police found him in the bar's patio area, he claimed not to know what was going on, and he said he didn't spray anything. However, they were able to find it in his pants pocket. So uh, Zengo was described to the police report as being, quote, very inebriated and was slurring his words. So when police were searching his uh, pants, they found a pocket um, full of a spray bottle, something called liquid ass. Oh, the website for the prank product promises that once unleashed, this power-packed, super-concentrated liquid begins to evaporate, filling the air with a genuine, horrible smell with hints of dead animal and feces. Gross. The pranks you can pull off with this are unlimited. Watch the facial grimaces of people and hearing their comments uh, and their gagging stenches will have you laughing until it hurts. Yeah, but now he is arrested. But wouldn't you have to sit there and smell it too? Yeah, I don't know why you would think that was funny. Like, oh, it smells awful. <laughs> Joke's on you. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, so Zango was charged with disorderly conduct, public in- uh, intoxication, and uh, the 21-year-old who alleged that he sprayed her in the face declined to press charges. He was in held in Clark County Jail before he posted his bond of $1,500. No fart spray is worth paying $1,500 in bond. And then having me read a story about you. No, you're forever known as the guy, I mean, forever, for the, for the rest of his life, he's going to say, like, on a job application, have you ever been arrested? Have you ever yeah. been charged with anything? Yeah. Okay, well, what was it? I sprayed liquid ass all over a bar. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because you have to write it. Don't you have to write it out? Well, like, they would want to know what it is. Yeah. <sighs> that would be classy. Real classy. Keeping up with my classy. Uh, out of Brownwood, Texas, a Brownwood woman... So from man to woman, a brown woman has been arrested after police say that she 
was extremely drunk and pretended to be a bull and charged at passing cars that were driving by. Uh, Full of uh, smart decisions. Yes, so this is about uh, 8.30 p.m. uh, sometime last week. So the caller who called it in said an intoxicated woman was uh, charging passing cars like she was a bull. So by the time police arrived, uh, Erica Lenz, she's 39 years young, had been dragged inside by her sister and teenage son to try and get her to stop acting like a bull charging at the cars. The report says that her teenage son told her told the police that his mom had quote consumed large quantities of tequila <laughs> that night. Um, so the officer told Lenz to stay inside and stop charging at the cars. But according <laughs> to the report, Lenz smugly replied, "Sure." But a short time later, she got out of the house again and ran down the driveway. Uh, her sister dragged her back inside, but Lenz ran out a second time and was finally stopped by the officer. Charging so, the cars. So worried that she was a danger to herself or others, police arrested and charged her with public intoxication. So she disputes uh, what police said in the report. No, no, no. Not that she was not charging at the cars, but she said she was drinking vodka, not tequila. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so she was uh, arrested and is now going to have to pay a fine for that. All right, this story is kind of uh, it's kind of messed up, but I mean, this is something that could seriously happen. It is world of crazy, so this is something that uh, that actually happened. So this is out of Georgia. It's two Georgia stories today. Well, a man billed as a perfect donor by a sperm bank, who was described as having an IQ of one sixty and was working on a PhD in neuroscience engineering. Actually was in fact not that and turned out to be a mentally ill felon whose lies were on his application weren't uncovered for over a decade, therefore leading to him fathering 36 children. Oh. 36 children. Wow. He was billed as a perfect donor, decided to lie, and instead uh, a mentally ill felon, his name is Chris Agles, he's 39 years old. Uh, who had been did they do no research on Apparently it? Apparently they did no Hello, research. Hello, I am a genius. I have my PhD in neuroscience engineering. So this is kind of messed oh up. Like, God. always be careful. Like, know where everything comes from, including but not limited to sperm that you're inseminating yourself with. So, in reality, so this guy who claimed life to have... tip. How, life, life tip hack. from me to you. Uh, so he went as donor 9623, healthy man, uh, IQ of 160, PhD in neuroscience engineering. In reality, he was uh, a college dropout who'd been diagnosed with bipolar and narcissistic personality disorders, <laughs> along with schiz- uh, schizophrenia, and had spent many years in prison. Wow. Now, this man, his sperm was used to create at least 36 children in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K. between 2000 and 2014. Now, families were able to discover his identity after the company they bought the sperm from uh, accidentally included his name in an email, and the people who had received the sperm ended up Googling it. Okay, number one, they're terrible at... They're horrible. This is a horrible company all around. You know, just just qualifying who's going to be in there, but also they accidentally released his name... So the company is called Zytex. For an anonymous donor? Zytex, X-Y-T-E-X. So, uh, yeah, so not only did they not do the research for the donor who ended up fathering 36 children, they also accidentally sent an email with his actual name in it. Wow. So somebody done fucked up real bad. So uh, now three Canadian families with children uh, between the ages of four and eight years old are now suing the company because schizophrenia can be hereditary. 
<sighs> and it had disclosed that there was up to not you know along with the fact that he is a narcissistic personality disorder yeah. and is bipolar and That's has important served time stuff in jail to know. which means he probably does not make the best decisions <laughs> so um yeah so apparently this uh, his profile's still up by the way what donor 9623 yeah donor 9623 at uh for Zytex yep XYTEX X-Y-T-E-X. Yeah, it says he's no longer active in the donor program and is currently sold out of units. Oh, man. But uh, the profile's still there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so the lawsuit uh, alleges also that Zytex allowed him to keep selling his sperm even after problems surfaced. So uh, a lot of people aren't necessarily, well, I mean, they're angry at the guy, but also most importantly with the company who's continued to lie and let him father 36 different children. Yeah. So now there's um, a woman, uh, her name's Angie Collins, who calls herself the Erin Brockovich of the of the, the sperm banks, is now... Uh, Wait, th- she calls herself that? Well, or she's been called that because she's trying to make sure that this doesn't happen again. So she's devoted the last two years of her life to pushing for greater oversight of the industry to make sure that this never happens again. But yeah, 36. I mean, people are so careful about to find out like where their food is from and everything. Like, just do some research. Before you pick up a unit, before you before you do that. All right, there you go, my friends. That is your world of crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that story's nuts. Like I, I was fascinated. I ended up falling down that. Obviously, road. I have wow. no idea what goes what you go through when you do something like that, mm-hmm. or what the process is like. But I would think that would be one of the most important things is screening the person who is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I the father, like just genetically. Yeah. I mean, like I understand, like, if you know. don't know the the exact identity, but if you, to have, like, the accurate background information is not that much to ask right. for. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. That's the thing that happened. Okay. Okay. Um, should we do a little bit of a ball? Before I start, though, I want to remind everybody, save the date of July 22nd, 2016 for the Fun Employment Radio Listener Party. It's going to be our prom for everybody. Oh, my god! Single, couples, whatever. Dress however you want. It is a prom for everyone. It's a Fun Employment Radio Listener Party happening July 22nd. We'll have more details um, coming up. But I want to let everybody know to save that date, July 22nd. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. So I don't have a ton of ball talk today. We have this. The NBA playoffs did happen. And uh, the top seeds in the Western Conference did did well. They beat uh, the, the next lower seeds that they were playing. I think it was by an average of like 24 points. So that includes the Portland Trailblazers, who lost to the LA Clippers by 20 points. Although the game was a little bit closer than that until the very end when they when they put in you know the third units. But uh, but yeah, Clippers Clippers did win. Mm. So Blazers played them again on Wednesday. The only seed I think that got upset this weekend was the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. Toronto lost to Indiana. Oh, Indiana did upset. Real them. upset. Real upset. Upset. Were they taking them down to Upset City, Greg? They took a little trip to Upsetville. Upsetton, Upsetberg. Yeah, yeah, a little bit until the entire series is over. Though it's not a full trip. It was they they're in, they're taking a look at it. They're investigating. They're looking at tickets. That's where we're at right now. Okay. With them. Um. Also in ball talk, there is this. 
It has to do with the last game of one of the NBA's star players, which was Kobe Bryant, who now is retired. Mm. So his last game was last week. The Lakers are one of the worst teams in the NBA, so they're, of course, not in the playoffs. Um, And... I was talking about how much tickets were going for to go to Kobe's last game. It was, it was oh, they astronomical. Were, yeah, they were like thousands of dollars. Yeah, there was one guy that paid, I think it was 53 grand or something like that for two courtside tickets wow. to Kobe's last game. Oh, I didn't think it was that much. Jesus. One guy did. Yeah, the rest of them were averaging, I think it was like 2500 to $4,000, whatever it was. It was ridiculous. And there's something else, though, that went up because people are clamoring so much to have memorabilia from Kobe Bryant. This was on eBay. Over the weekend, and it was a sandwich bag purporting to contain air from Kobe Bryant's last game. Oh my god! So the listing of said, um, and the listing is no longer available. But it's hard to say whether or not it was actually purchased or or not. So it came with the bag of air, and then also an autograph from Cody, Kobe Bryant. Now the seller said. According to this article, that Bryant's autograph looks authentic, but he admitted the bag was purchased from a guy off of Craigslist. So so this guy bought a bag of air off of Craigslist, along with possibly Kobe's autograph. Here's the full listing. Kobe Bryant last game used bag of air signed by Kobe Bryant on April 13th, 2016 at Staples Center. I bought this from a guy off of Craigslist. The autograph looks authentic to me. Judge for yourself. This is your chance to own this amazing collectible. The bag reads Kobe Bryant last game used air autograph bag Staples Center 413 60 points. Due to the scarcity, <laughs> I will be accepting reasonable offers only. This is by PayPal only. Good luck bidding. Wow. Did anyone bid? Uh, he put it at the, I believe, the starting price of $4,599. Oh, that's reasonable. And it was it did end up being taken off the off of there, but no word on whether it was sold right away, just a buyer wanted to snap that up, or whether eBay put a kibosh on it. Okay. So not sure yet, but it was up there. I'm sure somebody out there has it, and you can still offer for it. So there we go. Moving on to ball talk. We'll just go to this one. This is our final story. This is... I'm just going to play this because I thought it was really funny what this woman did. So this has to do with the NHL playoffs, which are going on. The National Hockey League. I hear that's a big thing. It's a, it's a big thing mm-hmm. that's going on right now. So they even have television coverage of it. Wow. Yeah, I know. On NBC. So this is... <laughs> This happened during one of the coverage of one of the games. It was in between when it was there in the studio, you know, and you get three analysts talking about the game. and The talking heads. I, the talking heads. And I just want to play this one because it's this woman just completely rips her colleague, and it was pretty funny. So it's these two guys talking, and then uh, the woman is by the name of Catherine Tappen. So she's kind of the studio host while the other two are talking. Okay. So this is them right before they go to break. Moving post to post a little more frequently. They actually pay you money to make a comment like that too, huh? What? What did I say? <laughs> I can't remember. I don't Stop listen. Stop more pucks than he did in game number one. Thanks. Moving I just post th- to post a little more frequently. They actually pay you money to make a comment like that too, huh? What? What did I Wow, no, that's that was awkward. It. I thought it was funny. No, that's awkward. It's really awkward. That's why it's hilarious. See, you always find that stuff hilarious, and I just find it really uncomfortable. Mm. You have the thicker skin for that kind of stuff. Oh, I think it was great. I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, there we go.
Not a whole lot going on in ball talk. So the NBA playoffs, I believe, are continuing tomorrow. Maybe there might be some games today. Oh. The Blazers don't play again until Wednesday. I know that. Much. Okay. So there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. How do you think the Blazers are going to do? Yeah, uh, it's. You don't want to say. Well, I mean, it was just one game. It all depends on how if Blake Griffin keeps playing like this. He's the X factor. He was kind of a monster yesterday. He's the X factor. I mean, mm. he's been out for so long. Everybody kind of assumed, you know, and he's been injured quite a bit, partially due to his own problem of punching his friend. Uh, so you kind of assumed that maybe they, he wouldn't be at full full steam, or mm. even if he was, then the Blazers, or that the Clippers wouldn't be meshing yet. They they were meshing. No, he looked Griffin slim. Was gl- he looked Griffin. slimmed down and fit and yeah, Griffin. Like an, yeah, he was playing like a well. Machine. And if he plays like that, it's it's going to be tough. But <laughs> they still have a chance to. Blazers still have a chance to pull off an upset down there. And if they do, who knows what can happen? We'll see. I like that. You knew it was going to be tough. I mean, the Clippers are g- a good team. There's no doubt about that. So we'll see what happens. Mm. All right. <sighs> Did I tell you I accidentally put off my taxes until the last minute? I still have one. Yeah, I have another one. They're due today, crap. Taxes are due today. Just so you know, if you're listening today and you forgot, April 18th, taxes are due today. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really, really appreciate it. You're all fantastic people you sure are yes and thank you if you are able to subscribe funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe $6.99 a month the first week is free and it uh, it helps us out if you can do it, it if does. not don't worry about it just uh, keep listening share the show with your friends we're on twitter at Radio. we're on facebook Fun Employment Radio. like us on iTunes you know whatever whatever way you listen to our show if you listen like Stitcher or some other kind of podcast catcher, leave a review for us on there if you mm. don't mind. I mean, it really, really does make a difference. It takes, you know, maybe 60 seconds of your time, but it makes a huge difference for us if you can leave us a, a good review on one of those things because it helps other people find the show and keep us going. These well said, all, Greg. These are all facts. These are all good facts. So thank you very much. Um, mm. Yeah, there we go. That was it. Fateful Findings. Fateful Findings. I'm going to go watch it again. No more books. (laughs) No more books. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.